Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 62 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about two teams, one of which was recently crowned the AFC South champion. That, of course, is the Houston Texans. The other team is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I would like to uh, rename as the Jacksonville Sadguars because of the face that Sam has on right now. I, uh, I'm i your other host, Sam McFadden. I never introduced myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Oscar Vargas. Uh, Sam, how are you feeling, buddy? Okay, so I feel like I should preface this whole pod with I missed it the NFL this week. I've been on okay. a one-week darkness retreat. Coming back now. Yeah. So I have no idea what we're Excited talking. for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I'll raise your Jacksonville Sadwars and uh, I'll up that to the Sexonville Sexwars. Sexwars. We'll workshop that one. Working on it. Think of a better one. How do I feel right now? I feel I feel just dandy. I've I've gone through the whole wheel of emotions this week. Yeah. Um I got a couple texts from you earlier this week. Sure. I'm glad we are doing the podcast now. I blacked out. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I've gone through the whole list of emotions. Upset. Angry. Sad. Cry. Sob. Think to myself, for not, the, not for the first time, why did I choose this for myself? <laughs> we differ in one very important way, Oscar. You were born into the Texans. I was. You had no choice. Your father loves the Texans. You were raised in it. Yeah. I chose this for myself. You did, and and for it ran hot. the The reason you chose it is we've talked about it before. Freshman year of college, you said the Jags are making it to the Super Bowl this year, and they came pretty close. Damn near did it. The highs have been high. The highs have been high. The lows have been low. Um, we will talk plenty about the Jaguars. I have plenty of thoughts. They've changed as the week has gone on, and I've cooled off. Okay. Proud the cools of you. have or the coals have simmered down. Yeah. Um, so, but so they can be stoked again is what sure, you're saying. Sure, I'm sure I'll get a little heated as we talk through it. Yeah. But general feeling about the season as a whole is that this is the most disappointing season I've been a part of since becoming a Jaguars fan. For sure. Has to be. Uh, most of the seasons that we've won like two games in or three games in, we had no hope to begin with. The Urban Meyer season was bad. Yeah, but that was Urban Meyer. But uh, this was much more disappointing. So, tough stuff. Um, but hey, the Texans are hosting a playoff game. Sure are, and I am attending, so I'm very excited. We'll uh, talk about the game itself later. Taking Dan the man. I am. Big Dan. Yeah. This will be our first, this is my first NFL playoff game. Yep. Um, I think he's been to some, but for sure the first Texans playoff game we've ever been to. Can you buy him some horns? He did call me earlier this week, excited to tell me he was getting us some merch to wear to the game, and I was like, "Beautiful! I have to wear my Will Anderson jersey. It's what I wore last week when yeah. we beat the Colts. Just going to keep it rocking. Sure. Um, but I, I told him I'd appreciate the merch. Um, we're excited. He also sent me an email 
Uh, one of his clients is the St. Arnold Brewery yep. in Houston, and they host a big tailgate, and we're attending. Nice. So that's fun. That's cool. It's gonna flash over. You're gonna. It's gonna be like third quarter. Timeout. It flashes up to some fans in the stands. It's Oscar in his Will Anderson, Will Anderson jersey, and and what is that but Dan Barkus, <laughs> one of those guys in the full football pads, wrestling helmet, and bullhorns. Yep. Just like going nuts, regardless yep. of score. It could be a zero zero game at that point. He's losing it. Yeah. Um, so Sounds I'm, like Dan. I'm excited for that. Um, let's hop right into it. You got a quick question for me? I do. Um, it's been a while since we've had this one, so I figured I'd, I'd reuse it. It's really selfish reasons because I have something that I want to talk about. But do you have a piece of content that you've watched, read, whatever recently that you would recommend? Uh, yes. This is not something I've read recently, but... There's a show coming out, so it's kind of back in the general eye of the okay. public now. I know I recommended this to my roommate Kate already, um, and he read the first book in the series and really liked it. Um, I'm more of a fantasy guy. Usually this is a sci-fi book. It's called The Three Body Problem. There's three books, um, and it is fascinating. One of the weirder and more out there science fiction books I've read, and it is incredible. Truly, truly Sweet. great. Um, the first book isn't that long either. It's probably like 400 pages. Very doable. Doable. Very doable. Um, they get longer later, but man, it's a kind of a mind-blowing series. So Sweet. that would be my recommendation. Uh, two questions. What Do you know what streaming service it's going to be on? Oh, boy. I think it's Netflix. Okay. I will say I have no earthly idea how they're going to do that, turn it into a show, and I put the odds that they do it faithfully or well at like five percent. So that was going to be my question. How good do you think the series is going to be? But I I watch it. Yeah, of course you have to. Most of the time with these things, it's just not even worth it if you've read the book. So that's a good contrast to what I was going to talk about, which is the Percy Jackson series. Yeah, that is now streaming. Yep. Um, Another adapted from the books mm-hmm. TV show. It's been pretty good. Unfo- I have not started it yet. Okay. I haven't. I haven't gotten around to it yet. <clears throat> it's worth but it. But my roommates have been watching it, and the parts that I've seen, just like light years better than. Oh my god! Just yeah, like way well, better. <laughs> there was a very low bar to clear. Yeah. Um, they've casted pretty well. They've stayed decently true to the books. I mean, you're never going to be word for word right. what the books were about. Um, and it's been good. They're, the one knock that I've had so far is some of the CGI has been bad. Sure. Specifically, Riptide the Sword. Bad graphics. But like some That's of the monsters have been good. So I think it... Goes both ways. I think with the, these shows, you got to pick and choose your battles a lot of the time. Yeah. So, like, even though, I mean, I would put effort into Riptide because it's so frequent that that thing comes out. Yes. That I would think you'd want that to look really good. But they probably just were like, we want the big moments. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and Riptide itself gets better. The first two episodes, like, every time he uncaps the pen yeah. and it turns into the sword, it's, it's bad. Right. But How'd the Minotaur look? really good okay i thought really so. that's good. the first like big yeah and then uh 
the, I don't know how to pronounce it, Echidna, the, like, Chihuahua that turns into the big oh yeah monster that he fights on the St. Louis Arch. That is phenomenal. So they've done the arch? They have. Did he... So this is episode did they do, five. Did they do the thing? Yes. He jumped off the arch? He did. Into the water? He did. This is my favorite part of the entire series. And they do is it... people ridicule Rick Riordan for They it. do, because <laughs> the arch is so far away from water. It is so far away. They explain it well in the show, though. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's one thing I would have stayed true. <laughs> Lean into it. Jump like 500 yards. <laughs> I would love that. I um, just... So this, I think this week was the fifth episode that was released. Every episode has been good so far. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Highly recommend Disney Plus. Is it? Here's my question. Because sometimes you have shows like, great example, Last of Us. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. And I haven't played Large the pieces of it are like, not a whole lot's going on. And then there's certain moments that are fantastic. And so the question is like, is that as a whole a fantastic show? There's just moments of greatness. Yeah. So with this show, is it like, man, this is consistently, things are happening and I'm enjoying myself. Or is it, all right, there's four or five set pieces in episode that are really cool. So it's only eight episodes for the whole first book and it's 35 minute episodes. So it's pretty quick. Man, it's yeah. Uh, but okay. but enough time for like good dialogue between Percy Grover and Annabeth. Um, but okay. like they've hit all the main moments. There's one thing that they've left out that was a part of both the books and the movies. Yeah. That I'm interested in, but we'll for see. the most part, it's been okay. for the most part, it's been really good. All right. Since we've been on this for a couple of minutes, and I'll keep mine nice and short, but along the same lines, still okay. media, what's the worst show or movie you've seen in the last year? What comes to mind awful? Man. I can start if you want yeah, to Yeah, you start. Thing. You start. First thing that came to my mind, Meg 2. Man, that's tough. Meg 2. Awful. Yeah. Those of you who are listening probably know this. I'm a huge shark guy. That's right up my alley. I sure love monster yeah. movies. I love sharks. Yeah. Movies were made for me. The first movie I stand by, very enjoyable watch. Yeah. The second one blew. That's tough. It blew so hard. That's really tough. The shark bits weren't even fun. How does that happen? That's the whole point of the movie. It's great. That's it's tough. Great um, I finally got around to watching Don't Worry Darling. Haven't seen it. Which was like the hype movie for a while. Like people thought it before it came out. People thought it might win awards. Sure, it did not. Um, really good cast. Uh-huh. Love Florence. Florence is great. She was great in the movie. She is not at all the problem. She's always great. Uh, Chris Pine really good in the movie. Yep. Handsome man. Harry Styles was fine. Like everything he acts. Did you get the egg? Fine. Did she get? Did he give you the egg? Was a big part of that. That was. There was, like, a couple, like, not to spoil too much, but, like, I get it. I get why people were freaking out about it. Um, if he, if people are getting the ick, that's, that's very detrimental to Harry Styles. Yeah. Uh, Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan. Yep. From Phenomenal. the Eternals. Yeah, well, she's also Eternals in, fan. She's also in Crazy Rich Asian. She's in... But she's better. in the Eternals. She is in the Eternals. Um, Great movie. Uh huh. Um, 
so like good cast. I get what they were trying, what Olivia Wilde was trying to do with sure. the movie. Oh, I forgot it was her movie. It was, and she was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the they they just didn't land the plane well. Sure, like a lot of build up, a lot of really like intense scenes, and like the ending just felt super rushed. So like not the worst movie I've seen, but definitely not disappointing. Yeah. Which I think was what everyone came out of the movie saying, so. Yeah, it stinks. All right, shall we talk sports? Sports. Uh, I feel like we have to start with the coaching news. Just hit after hit after hit. Yeah, Billy Boy. Gone off into that sweet night. So, typically in NFL, the Monday after the last week of the season is called Black Monday because a lot of coaches are fired. The only coach that was fired on Monday was Ron Rivera. Yep. And that was, yeah, I mean, my mom probably was asking why Ron Rivera hadn't been fired yet. Yeah. She was. She Yeah. She, she, she was really, very concerned. Huge, huge Commanders, commanders fan. fan. Yeah, Marcia, huge Commanders <laughs> fan. So she was really, she's been beating that drum for a while now. All the coaches that deserve to be fired besides Rivera have been let go of during the season. Sure. I can agree with that. I think there are a couple like well, question uh, marks. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith was like of the night of the game. Like yeah, it, he true. didn't even make it that's to Monday. That's true. He had so so technically during the season still. Um, so I think by Monday it was Brandon Staley, yep. Frank Reich, yep. uh, Josh McDaniels, mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera. Good group. Just a group Good of group. winners right there. Man. Love those guys. <laughs> uh, they should make a coaching staff together. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, of those guys, I would say that there's a decent chance that we see both Brandon Staley and Arthur Smith again. The other three we will never hear from in terms of like a high-priority coaching role right, yeah. again. Yeah, Brandon Staley would probably be brought on as a coordinator somewhere. Doing For something. sure. Maybe Even not though this the season, defense fucking next. blew yeah. on that team, and that was his thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and same with Arthur Smith. He'll be a coordinator and then probably get another head coaching job if he oh, does well. That sucks. Tuesday, Mike Vrabel was fired. That was the big first, like, wow, yeah. firing. Yeah. Um, sort of weird circumstances. Their owner said that losing to the Texans in Week 15 – starting Case Keenum was a big factor. It was a tough loss. Tough loss. They were wearing Oilers colors. Um, Which so I'm sure Houston fans just were so upset about. They were. Sure were. Which I do get a kick out of, frankly. Yeah. Um, he'll probably be a head coach next year. So that tells you yeah. that that was probably not a good firing. Oh, he's for sure going to be a head coach. I haven't seen a single fan base not that has an opening not say, let's get Vrabel in here. Yeah. And then people there have been there's been Jags talk about bringing him on as the defensive coordinator, and everyone's been like, no he's way. not he's not going to be a defensive not coordinator. Take that yeah. And then the big dominoes fell Wednesday. Pete Carroll announced it was announced he was moving into an advisor role with the team. If you watched bits of his press conference, he was incredibly emotional. Yep. Did not seem like he was ready to give up. He actually talked about fighting for the job. Yep. So, s- interesting. 
if I'm the Seahawks personally, I'm letting him coach until he doesn't want to coach anymore. Uh, I don't know. Take it antsy. Fair. And, I mean, it, it kind of it goes true. It's been a lot of talk because the other guy we're going to get to in a second, like, if you coach at the same – you have the same coach in the same place for so long, like, eventually it always comes to just need something new, some yeah, new I think, flesh in there. I think Bill Parcells has a line that's like, if a coach or an executive has been in place for 10 years, it is best for both them and the team that that you yes. shake things up. Switch it up. Which is fair. Um, then Wednesday night, Nick Saban retired. Yep. Not NFL, but maybe the biggest coaching news of the entire cycle. Maybe. And well, the most surprising, for sure. Most surprising. And then today, Bill Belichick was let go of. My sweatshirted king. Mutual parting of ways. Yep. So, a lot of names there. Where do you want to start? Um, let's start with Belichick. Does he take another head coaching position with the team? I think it depends on the jobs available. Would he coach the Raiders? No. Would he coach... Unless they have a a guaranteed, like, Kirk Cousins is going to the Raiders. Would he coach the Seahawks? Possibly. Those are the only two that I can really think of that might... The other two that I'm thinking of still have coaches in place and are playoff teams. And what are those teams? The Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys. If either one of those teams loses in an embarrassing fashion in the first round of the playoffs, and I think that that is a lot more likely of the Eagles because... We'll, we'll get to some news out of Philly. Um, I think if either of those franchises has an embarrassing loss in the first round, there's a good chance their coaches let go of. And those are two of the best jobs oh, that have been on the market in years. Yeah, actually. Um, man, can you imagine the fucking hype train? Bill in, those, in Dallas. From those... Either of those fan bases. If it goes to Philly, either. Yeah. Unbearable. <laughs> Unbearable. I think I'd rather him retire. I, there's a decent chance, especially with Saban retiring, there's a chance that Belichick retires. Maybe. I don't um, know. Maybe he's. I always thought he'd it, die on the field. Have a heart attack one day. I thought that about Saban. The fact that he retired is nuts. Um, he's going back to the Browns. I think that Belichick is like 15 wins away from the all-time wins record. Yeah. Maybe a little more than that, 18. He's also like eight wins or eight losses away from the all-time losses record. He wants that. So he's going to if he takes another job, he will get to both. Yep. Um I I truly de- think it depends on the jobs that are available. If no truly attractive job pops, he may just wait a year because a good job will come up eventually, and right. Belichick will always be a name. Yeah, kind of crazy, though. Very. This is the first time since I, in our lifetimes, pr- pretty much, that Brady and Belichick have neither has been in New England. Yeah, seriously. Well, yeah, actually, because didn't... 2001. Oh, yeah, you're right. But, like... Basically. Basically. Um, before my first coherent thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, that took like eight or nine years. Well, yeah, I just, 
for the first those of you who don't know me first seven or eight years the only way I communicate was through chewing things so <laughs> and he chewed a lot of things I was I had a lot on my mind <laughs> I don't know what to tell you um let's go over do you want to talk playoffs first or do you want to talk our two teams first let's talk playoffs in general okay and then we can hit Jags, get we'll get back to our roots, Texas, yeah. get negative, finish on Texas. Deal. Playoffs in general. A lot of good matchups in the first round. A lot of really good matchups. Rams, Lions, <clears throat> Packers, Cowboys, um, Texans, Browns, um, Chiefs, B- Dolphins. Chiefs, Dolphins in negative degrees weather. It's going to be that like, game's going to suck. I, it's, I'm it taking is. that off the list. That game's going to suck. But it's a good matchup. The so, Dolphins are going to get fucking steamrolled in the so cold. The wind chill is like negative 30. Yeah. Which is hilarious because there was a game this year that the Dolphins and Vikings played where the Vikings sideline had a thermometer that measured 130 degrees. Yep. So that is a swing of 160 degrees. Fahrenheit is a made-up temperature system. Sure. Um, but that's nuts. The Dolphins aren't going to handle it well. Probably not. And the Chiefs suck too, so that's I'm taking that off the list. Okay. And there's no like, there's not a ton of rivalry history there. The other three. Tyree Kill revenge game. Yeah. Break two thousand yards, loser. Um, <laughs> I had to I had to sit here and listen for fucking twenty weeks about this man trying to break two thousand. Yeah, you're right. Didn't even get close. Yeah. Didn't get to eighteen hundred. Yeah. Try harder. Almost did. Oh, CD Lamb almost got him. He did one more game, but almost got him. He did. Anyway, um, the Bills are playing the uh, Steelers. The Steelers grudge match. Yeah, cage match. TJ Watt's not playing. Mason Rudolph's the quarterback. I've you know almost that written that off. You know that screams classic Bills. Classic Bills. Yeah. Josh Allen four turnover game. So, selfishly, I am rooting for one of either the Dolphins or Steelers to pull off the upset right. so that the Texans don't have to go to Baltimore in round two if we if we win this weekend. Um, I don't see either. I really doubt it. Maybe the Dolphins win because they do have a good run game. Good run game. But Chiefs they are just like notoriously <clears throat> terrible in cold weather. Yeah, they've lost ten straight when the, the temperature is below 40 degrees. Which is, like, not even that cold. And the Chiefs, although it hasn't been that great this season, like, they're capable of running the ball. Like, oh, short yeah. yardages. Pacheco. And freaking, at, at the very minimum, I guarantee you Travis Kelsey has an impact on this game. Yeah. Just those short little short yep. little passes. Like, I trust both. I trust those two things, like, more than dang near anything in this game. Yeah, um, and the Dolphins are super beat up on the defense. Um, Tyreek Hill will have a long touchdown. Okay. Chiefs win this game now. Fair. Uh, Devon A-Chain, we got to talk about our boy. Ugh. Recorded the highest yards per carry when a running back has 100 carries or more in a season ever. Yep. Uh, which is just so cool. Very cool. Um, Drafted to the perfect situation. I'm not sure that that keeps up in the cold weather with the Chiefs defensive line. I thought you were going to just say, like, it keeps up next year. And I was like, oh, no. 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 That's an uh, outlier. 
Yeah, I don't he'll know. still be really good, but he that's never gonna happen again. I don't have a whole lot of faith about this this game in general. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Packers and Cowboys has the makings of being fucking hilarious. Yeah. When the Packers, when freaking Jordan Love and the Packers beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Cowboys are incapable of of winning playoff games and beating the Packers. You put those two together. Yeah, I mean... Worst case scenario. So there are a couple stats that are just, like, damning of the Packers' defense, which we've said for years. Like, sure. their defensive coordinator is awful. Joe Barry is yeah. awful. The defense has the been really bad. he's been there for three years is malpractice. Sure. They've spent so many resources on that defense, and they're still bad. Um... There are a couple stats like they're really they're like worse in the league against screens, worse in the league against passes up the seam, yep. which is like Dak Prescott just massive. Everything class. screams Cowboys should roll. The one limiting factor is that there is a humongous coaching disadvantage, like maybe the biggest in the playoffs. Maybe. Ah, McCarthy's been fine. He has been fine this year. You know where he's not been fine ever in his career? High leverage situations. You know what the playoffs are made of? Yeah. It's fine. I just, I, for, for the mental health of a lot of our friends and the people listening to this podcast right now, like, I hope the Cowboys win. I hope Dak Prescott has a great game. Yeah. If the Cowboys don't win, what, what do I have left? Nothing but hate. Nothing but, nothing but hate to consume me. Honestly, that's, that's your superpower, though. Rooting against the Texans may be better than rooting for the Jags this playoffs. It's a lie. But I'll have my fun. You will. We'll get into that in a sure second. Will. My uh, hatred of the Texans. <laughs> my newfound hatred. This, this, pod's got, this pod's got a whole new spin to it. We've been positive. We've been positive for years about each other's teams, and I'm taking it the whole 180. Good. Um, Lions, Rams, Jared Goff revenge game. I say revenge game a lot. This is actually a revenge game. Like he was ushered out of town. Sure. Um, who was the guy that they were starting in front of him when he was healthy? His last like game or two. Oh, oh, I should know this. You don't know why I should know this? Because Mina Kimes was covering the preseason when he was. Oh my God. Yeah. So I should know this. Sam was tuned into every game. Maybe. <laughs> I might have been. Um, anyway, yeah, this will be an interesting game. This also screams upset. The Lions are just like... I forgot that the Rams are the the lower seed. The Lions team. just have yeah. like a tendency to like put themselves in bad situations. And the Rams are like genuinely pretty good at football. And Matthew Stafford is still really, really good. Yeah. I, um... Defense on... The Lions defense hasn't been that good. It's a really, really good coaching market this offseason. Like, maybe the best crop of talent we've seen in the in the coaching pool in a while. Mm-hmm. I would give a job to Raheem Morris. The Rams have, like... Like, I can't think of anyone besides Aaron Donald on defense. Yeah. And they're a fine defense. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I'm biased against defensive head coaches, but... 
You sure are. Um, and for good reason. Yeah. They hit on a much lower rate. They do, for sure. Um, so we hit Cowboys, Packers, Chiefs, uh, Dolphins, Bills, Steelers. Eagles, Bucks. Eagles, Bucks. It's the last game before Texans, Browns. Um, the Eagles like absolutely got awful the last like five weeks of the season. They Maybe have. there are very few teams with worse vibes going into this playoffs. There are none. There are no the teams Bucks, with worse vibes. The Bucks only beat the Panthers nine to zero <laughs> to get into the playoffs. God. So that's pretty bad vibes. God, um, and, and yeah, if they had lost to the Panthers, the Saints would be in the playoffs. And, they, and the Bucks would have missed. So, um, the Battle of Mid. Coming yeah. in hot. Um, Jalen Hurts has not practiced at all this week. He has a uh, throwing, uh, I think a finger on his hand. is Mangled finger is, what the, is the scientific term for what happened to him. Did you see it? Familiar. I did. Gross. He was going in like eight different directions. Sure was. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I couldn't stop to, looking at it. It was he, mesmerizing. He has to grip the ball and throw it on sun, on Monday um, mm-hmm. with that finger. Yep. Tough. A.J. Brown is not practicing is he still. He, um, I would not count on him to play. No, I wouldn't either. They, their defense has been awful. Like, Worst in the league, bad almost. It was bad before they made the coordinator change. I don't know if we talked about Matt Patricia. The freaking Matt. Yeah, why would anyone ever give a job to Matt Patricia? I don't know. Listen, I get their defense had been disappointing. What if they did it to try and lure Bill Belichick because they <laughs> thought he was leaving? <laughs> their defense had been disappointing. But Sean decided, like, at least there was something there. The, Matt Patricia, like, has no answers. None. Yeah. And, um... He sucks. The Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year. And they're going to lose to the Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. I'm going to say they win. Who's their backup? Marcus Marietta. Are you sure you want to attach yourself to that man? The Eagles are just going to win to annoy everyone. That's my take. Probably. That's my take. Everyone's making a big guffaw because they've been so bad. They win this game. Worst vibes for an 11-6 and six team that I can remember ever. Yeah. And the Chiefs are also bad vibes 11-6 and six team, but yeah. it's just not close. Yeah. I just, yeah. Well, I mean, the Bucks defense has been playing really well. Super well. Todd Bowles. Yeah. I was out on him. After last season, I thought they should fire him. I think they should still fire him. He should be a defensive coordinator. It's okay. It's a little okay. shout-out. Connor McGillan may or probably won't listen to this, but uh, Dave Canales, their offensive coordinator, really good. Yeah. yeah made, a, made a couple of different stops. Uh, I think he was last at Georgia. And when he was hired, I was like, oh, I don't know. Probably Kirby Smart, yada yada. Nope. <clears throat> nope, he's just really good. He's a good coordinator. Shall we get to the real stuff? Yeah. Tell me tell me about your Jaguars. Stuck Jaguars. You're missing the playoff Jaguars. 
As we a reminder. Were, oh, you got it. We were 8-3 yeah. at one point this season. We won one game for the rest of the season against the Carolina oh, Panthers, gosh. worst team in the league. If you lose to the Panthers, you're truly lost. I don't know who could have given them their two wins of the season. Probably a playoff Frankly, team. I would have just packed it in. So kudos to anyone who kept on fighting yeah. after that, genuinely. But that was our one win, and, it, and Trevor didn't even play in that game. No, he didn't. So, but we <laughs> won 26-0, though. Sure did. Good win. Um, I had money on the Panthers that game. So did you? I did. What do you? That's probably the reason that they that you won. You're such a hater, dude. I would never do that to your team. Uh-huh. Flash, flash forward to me in about 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> here's the deal, guys. We lost and lost and lost and lost and lost. and Kept finding new ways to lose. Kept finding news to lose in worse and worse and worse ways. And it all culminated in this Titans game. The Titans had nothing to play for. No. They're a bad team. And we... There were multiple... I mean, a lot of this game... The game was there just to take. If, if we wanted it, like, at all. And we could do nothing. Over and over again, we shot ourselves in the foot. Um... We, Ryan Tannehill was playing. The goat. Just trying to gift his turnovers. He was. We got one. He did. Ran it all the way back to our own thirty. Would you like to take a stab? Their at how thirty. Many, yeah. Right. Ran all the way back to the thirty, almost in the red zone. Would you like to take a stab at how many points we got off of that possession? Zero. Zero. It, to be fair, you were down multiple scores, so you're trying to go for the touchdown at that point. We had multiple. Plays on the one-yard line. Yes. Zero points. We lost... You you mentioned earlier that we fought, kept finding new ways to lose. Yes, but at the same time, we lost it very much in the same way we've lost over and over and over and over again. Going back to our playoff loss against the Chiefs last year. Um, Trevor being really careless with the football. Red zone efficiency being atrocious. Worst in the league. Just not being on the same page. I don't know if you saw this. Um, one of the football guys that we follow all over Twitter put out the, a compilation of the plays this season for the Jaguars yes. that were an inch away from being touchdowns. Ian Harditz. Really the, funny follow. And the compilation is several minutes long. Two and a half minutes. Um, we had the most plays like that of anyone in the season. Yes. We had, uh, we, there was only one other quarterback in the league that had um, three interceptions off of dropped passes. Patrick Mahomes. It was Patrick Mahomes. Um, so all this is to say, um, almost no one on our team was playing well or doing what they were supposed to be doing for most of the season. Even some of the things that look like bright spots, when you really dig into it, are just like not as impressive. We talk about Trayvon Walker and how he was better this year. He was better this year. He had ten and a half sacks. That's yeah. an impressive number, Huge. right? Yeah. Him and Josh Allen combined for the most sacks of any duo in the league. If we go back and watch his ten and a half sacks, Trayvon Walker walked ass backward into 
a good number of those sacks. Yeah. Ten and a half for a ten and a half sack season, it was a very lackluster season. If you look at his pressure rates and his just pass rush win rates and stuff like that, he just he was fine. He wasn't that good. He's so fine. I saw a cut up of some of his plays at edge, like his biggest quote unquote plays. Right. Not good. You know where he had his best production? What? Defensive tackle. Yeah. I'm wondering if you should move him to defensive tackle. Potentially. Josh Allen. Josh Super Allen good. has been really good. Super good. Almost led the league in sacks this year. Yeah. When you dig down into his win rates, they weren't that great this season. We weren't winning a whole lot on the defensive line as a whole. And part of that goes into it was really just those two guys. Yes. All the guys that played Agreed. all right last season, especially in the second half, were nowhere at all this season. That's why I ta- I've been talking to Oscar. One of the big things I want to focus on in the off season, and this might need to be in the free agency market or trade market rather than the draft because the talent I haven't done a whole lot of draft prep but it doesn't seem to be there at the top end is defensive tackle yeah just frankly defensive line in general if it's another edge rusher fine look at the look we are layers light years from this team but look at the Niners their defensive line is great their edge rusher is really great what they do they went and traded for Chase Young yeah you put a strength on a strength yep great you should do those things um, so defensive line help is super, super huge because our defense line was terrible. Our um, our pressure rate was like 28th foot in the league, and we had these guys getting sack, sacks, so which, which is why I'm saying they're walking ass backwards into a lot of these sacks. Um, our secondary, a lot of lackluster performance. I want to give a shout-out to Darius Williams. He was very good this year. Really good. Above replacement. Antonio Johnson. Was he stellar? Good. No, he was above replacement. Antonio Johnson. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, Tyson pick. Tyson Campbell. He was really good last year. He was fine this year. Yeah, but corners do that. You're never, sure. you're never going to have... And I, as I was thinking of how I really think about him, it brought us to my... It reminded me of our Derek Stingley back and forth. Because <laughs> you... Derek Stingley's played really well this year, and I keep on... Like, I I almost sound like a Derek Stingley hater for how much I'm going back and forth. And I think the thing that I've settled on is um, early, early in the season, he was struggling. Like, in the first, like, two or three games, yeah. remember? And when, if we go back and listen to our podcast, we were like, man, it is really concerning what we're seeing. Because, yes, yes he's been injured and stuff like that, but... We're getting into territory where he needs to start showing something. Yes. Or we're terrified that he's a bust. Yes. And then we've gone from that to he's freaking great and all that stuff. And he's just a good example. He's not the only one would do with this with almost every single player. Is He's either great or he sucks. And we yes. never give them – and almost everyone's in this middle tier and we never give oh, them that. Everyone's in that middle tier. Tyson Campbell's in that middle tier. Yeah. Our secondary is not that good. Um, Antonio Johnson was a nice surprise, and he should start next season. Andre Sisco was really frustrating because he's got some talent, and then he'd make the most bonehead stuff. A lot of the season I was yelling at him because he just was putting no effort out there, which is indicative of a a lot of our defense, frankly. Um, All this is just a rant. I'm going around in circles at the same point of um, the guys – just a lot of the time we're on different pages and that's goes back to effort they're putting in that goes back to has nothing to do with the skill level of the players on the team it has everything 
to do with the way that they're preparing, the way that they're all the cohesion of the team, and that goes back to coaching a lot of the time. It goes back to leadership a lot of the time. Some of that falls on Trevor's feet. Okay, there's plenty to talk about with Trevor, um, but this leads me to the coaching stuff. We fired basically the entire defensive staff, yeah. the offensive staff. Um, we got rid of the running backs coach and the offensive line assistant coach. The rest of the offense is intact. Doug Peterson still has a job. Trent Balky still has a job. I think Balky should have been fired. Where I've landed on the rest of it is um, Press Taylor was never going to get fired. And a lot of the reasoning, as I've calmed down, a lot of the thi- a lot of my thinking has started to come back to the middle of a lot of the reasoning for keeping him and a lot of the excuses, which they are excuses that he could give to why our offense didn't produce well, were out there. A lot of it was effort. A lot of it was stupid mistakes, guys being in the wrong place, missed throws, being one, not getting both feet down, not knowing where the sideline is. That's a lot of it. It really is. Stuff like Trevor in this last game trying to jump over both lines and and like a full yard and a half when he really should have just run the play that was designed that Press Taylor drew up for him. So I'm willing to give Press the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, great. And I have so I've come back to earth with Press. I'm not coming for his throat anymore. I've gone further into questioning Doug Peterson. Fair. A lot of this leadership stuff falls on his feet. Yeah, the way all those that, mistakes you were just talking about is coaching. Every all of all of the Press Taylor stuff, Doug was there. He heard those play calls. If he wanted to change any of it, he could have done that. He didn't. He stands behind that. So really, it's at his feet. A lot of these leadership issues and being on the wrong page and all this stuff, discipline issues, fall at his feet. And the way that he's talked since the season, after the game and since the season ended has rubbed me the wrong way. A lot of it has felt, it hasn't felt like he's taken a whole lot of culpability in what's going on. Um, it hasn't felt like he's given, he's really given any reasoning to why things happened. And they're saying the same thing of like, we have the right guys. Well, if we have the right guys, then you guys are the problem. Yes. Because there's talent on this team. Plenty. There's talent on this team. This Um, is a playoff team. Absolutely it should be. And Trevor is really good. Um, The last thing I'll say, we can get into the Texans and and everything here in a second. Because we're going to have plenty of time to talk through the Jaguars. Is... um, Actually, I've got two more things. One is we've got some very interesting free agents coming up, biggest of which is Josh Allen. We've talked about it. We should sign him. Um, Based on the numbers, more than likely it'll end up being an overpay. This goes into small market teams and for any sport. We've gone back and forth with Wimby in the Spurs is a good example of, like, I am still convinced that even though we have a guy like that on our team and we're and even if we're winning games, free agency is not something we can count on. Fair. Um, it's the same with the Jaguars. It's a little bit less like that in the NFL because if you roll out the Brinks truck, people will come. We saw it with Christian Kirk. you got to roll out the Brinks truck if you're the Jaguars. For, we're going to have to overpay. Like second tier. If it's an overpay for Josh Allen, we, we'll probably have to overpay him a little. Homegrown talent. May not even be an overpay. Yeah, you got to do it. But we are not good enough to let our best players leave. That's just simply not what we can do. We can't afford to continue to waste Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, Moving to Trevor. Trevor had a tough season. 
Very tough. Um, a lot of problems that are jarring as far as decision-making making goes. He is very, very loose with the football. He's had a couple, he had multiple turnovers where he, he just dropped the ball. He just didn't get hit by anyone, just dropped it. Some really stupid picks, a lot of that stuff. Um, but we've talked about it plenty, and I think that I've made my point clear that we have been hampering him in, in our play calling. Um, I've come back to earth on that a little bit too. And, and this goes back to why I'm giving Press the benefit of the doubt. Our offensive line was really bad this year. Oh, yeah. Really, really bad. And it got worse at the end of the year because we had some injuries and stuff like that. And Maybe we, we might have had the worst center in the league this year. Um, yes. Anton Harrison was good, though. Uh, a lot of the time that, I was, that we were frustrated with the play calling, um, were some screen plays, some some plays that kept the ball short, short yardage. He was taking no no deep shots or anything like that. There were so few opportunities to do plays like that because the offensive line was so bad. The interior offensive line was so bad. We need an overhaul of that off- interior offensive line. Seriously, seriously, seriously. And it also goes into the biggest thing I complained about offensively was probably the running straight up the middle on first down, running straight up the middle in general, and getting no yardage whatsoever. Losing yardage. Travis, Travis Etienne barely got 1,000 yards, and it was a sucky 1,000-yard season. A lot of that goes into the interior offensive line. If you have yeah. good players in the middle offensive line, a lot of those zero-yard rushes, negative two-yard rushes, are two-yard rushes, three-yard rushes. And yeah. it starts to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. You have a little bit more space for Trevor. Okay, he has a second to wait for a guy to get 20 yards downfield and take a shot. Let a play develop. We saw it on the last couple plays of the, of the season, and, and Trevor really kind of boned these last couple plays. Two overthrows in a row to Evan Ingram. Left side of the field, overthrows. And it looked to me as if he almost didn't even trust that he would have a second to look at look to see if anyone was op- else was open. If you go back and watch that fourth down play at the end of the game, our last offensive play of the season, every other receiver on the field was open. More open than uh, than Evan Ingram. Um, several of them were wide open. And I can't remember. I think it may have been Ridley. Maybe Zay Jones. Someone was open and probably could have gotten a touchdown on that play. Um, was on the backside of the corner. Probably would have gotten tackled, but had a chance. Um, if Trevor had looked, he would have seen someone open taking the throw. And he actually had time on that play. He threw it faster than he needed to. But it almost seemed like the entire season had built up to him not trusting that he had he the time. Know. He wasn't he was looking over here. He didn't he can't see what's behind him. He assumes there's a guy there ready to go. Yeah. It the moment felt like it got too big for him, which is really scary because he's felt one of the biggest things for him. We see it in CJ. Um, we see it in great quarterbacks is Standing up to those huge moments, yeah, he really didn't do it. Um, this 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 game and a couple of times this season, so that's a little terrifying. Um, but he's really good. Yes, he he's really good, and he's um, a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I just I hope we give him the opportunity to go out there and prove it next season. Investments in the interior offensive line, investment at wide receiver. That was my. Uh, that was gonna be my question yeah. to you. Is 
Even if we you have re-sign, a big Calvin Ridley decision. Even if we re-sign Ridley, which is a huge debate, and I really don't have an answer for you on what I would rather see. Okay, we can talk about that in a uh, debate then. Even if we keep him, we need to bring in other receiving help. Yeah. Because the guys are these guys have talent, yes, but the receivers have not been on the same page with Trevor. And if you're you have talent, it means nothing if we're not doing the same thing. They also are pretty injury prone, yeah. and after the first three guys went down, it was like, okay, we're starting Parker Washington. And he had a great one game, but he's a rookie and a rookie. late Fifth round, round, late round rookie, rookie at that. Yeah. That started to show later, yeah. So, um, to Trevor, before we close, yeah, a couple of things. Um, the the worrisome thing, like you said, was he started not to trust both of his line and his receivers. Yeah. And it was a one play, he would get the ball out way too quickly, not letting the play develop. The next play, and it's a lot of these, that two and a half minute video that was plays that just missed. Yep. A lot of it was he was holding onto the ball for just one second too long, yep. taking one extra drop, and then having to fling it and either overthrowing or the receiver, the the defender was able to close yeah. in distance. Some of those or, were overthrows. The third down play where he overthrew Ingram, it was way overthrown. Yeah. That was on him. The overthrow to Ridley hurts a little bit. It was so close. Touch so the ball. So close. Anyway. So, you got to – I mean, we said it before the – I keep saying this. You got to invest in the offensive line because when you have a quarterback like that – the worst thing you can do is ruin his confidence because then he's not that quarterback anymore. Um, To close here, this is hilarious. This, how, how badly this discussion has developed. Um, Like you said, he's still really good. We have a lot of people talking like he's just not it anymore. And people have, such high standards for what a franchise quarterback needs to look like. And that, that conversation is always changing. Bill Simmons said on his podcast this week that as the Pats, he would not trade the third overall pick for Trevor Lawrence. And that is asinine. He'd rather draft Jaden Daniels. That is asinine. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, people are just reactive. It goes back to what I was saying. Um, when I use Derek Singley as an example of like people, Every player, we always put them as either they're freaking awesome, they're better than everyone thinks, they're great, or, man, this is – they're horrible. I do not want them anywhere near my team. Um, and almost every player is in between those. So um, – and Bill Simmons is, like, the most reactive guy. Yeah, especially the in the NFL. So – Yeah. Um, Trevor does – the Trevor thing, I, I sleep well at night knowing Trevor is our quarterback. Yeah, you um, have to. You but, have the most important um, question in sports figured out. Yeah, I just uh, we'll see how the draft goes. Bulky, I uh, I hate yeah. Trayvon Walker. We talked a lot about. Uh, he remains a horrible use of a first a first overall pick, one of the worst in the last couple of years. Um, he has it's chance to improve. Not even close. He has chance to improve. Bryce yeah. Young is sitting right there. Well, he's only been in the league for one year, and he yeah that situation was horrible. Yeah, okay. Trayvon's got talent on that. We got we got plenty of off seasons to talk about how to improve the Jags, and we'll we'll start to talk to about how to improve the Texans as soon as we're eliminated. But we got a playoff game to talk about. Okay, so you talking about how people can be like super reactive? That's just like the sports viewing 
existence right. in general. Um, Wyatt and I t- have texted about this a little bit this week. More pertaining to Dak Prescott because he's not like he hasn't shown up in the playoffs, but he's had some disappointing playoff moments the last couple of years. Mainly Mike McCarthy disappointing, but if Dak does not play well in this game, people are going to be incredibly reactive to it. Yeah, I, At the beginning of the season, it's probably on some of our podcasts before the season, I said with Dak... He's. I don't. I really couldn't care less how he plays in the regular season. If we make, if we're gonna make the playoffs, and when we do, he's got to show me something in the playoffs that tells me he's elite there. Um, yeah. Because I really don't feel like he has yet. Fair. Anyway, I at least in several years because I think his rookie year he right, yeah. played super well. Yep. Still lost to the Packers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am a little. Not concerned, but aware of how the conversation will turn on CJ if he has a bad game in the playoffs. Yep. And he is playing against the Browns, who have been, like, one of the best defenses in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't want that to happen. I want him to show up. I don't – honestly, we're playing with house money. We've been playing with house money for weeks. If we lose this game, I'll be very okay with it. Right. But I just want CJ to keep playing well because Lamar Jackson won the MVP and there were still questions about is this dude a winner because he still, to this point, has not won a playoff game in his career. Nope. And that's so stupid. There's so many different factors that go into it and I just don't want that to become a conversation with CJ. Sure. As for the game as a whole, like I said, we're playing with house money. We're playing at home, which is really cool. Won the AFC South, thanks to the Titans. Really interesting. I I think that that winning the game against the Jaguars may have played a factor into Vrabel being let go of because I'm sure ownership in the front office was like, hey, we're going to get a pretty good draft pick mm-hmm. here. Um, but thank you, thank you to the Titans. Um, so we're the four seed playing the five seed Browns at home, and I think the Browns are probably favored by a couple points. Let me check while we're t- while you're talking. I'll check it. What's that right now? Um, they beat us bad when we played a couple weeks ago. Cleveland by two. Yeah, that's. That seems about right. They beat us bad a couple weeks ago. The score was closer than the game actually was yeah. because for most of the game we were playing Case Keenum, which I still question why he was ever the choice when Davis Mills was sitting there. Um, he could not make anything happen. Maybe they were afraid Davis was going to play too well and that would push, that start to question is CJ yes, the right fit. right, right. Who's got the um, longer neck? <laughs> definitely Davis. He's got enough neck for both of them. <laughs> Um, Davis came in, scored a couple touchdowns, made it closer. Yeah. Um, I take almost nothing from that game forward. CJ wasn't playing. Team looks night and day um, with him in the game mm-hmm. in terms of confidence, in terms of play on both sides of the ball. The defense, when they know that the offense is going to score points, plays way better. Um 
the Browns, like I said, have an elite defense. They they are facing some major injuries on both sides of the ball. We'll see how they have been all season. Yeah, we'll see how Miles Garrett looks because for the last like eight or nine weeks since he got injured, yeah. he has not played up to Miles Garrett's standards. Right. As soon as I say that, he's gonna have like four sacks on Sunday or on Saturday. He's pressuring CJ the entire game. Um. The Texans are starting our best offensive line that we have all season. Um, we're finally healthy on on the offensive line, which is nuts. Obviously, we still have some guys that are out for the rest of the season that would be starting, but the backups that we have in place are good. Yeah. Um, really missing Tank Dell here. I think if he was in, I would, I would feel a lot more confident about the Texans' chances. I still feel all right. I think that this is the best, like the most even game of wildcard weekend. And I think either team could win. I I think that it's going to take a really, really good CJ Stroud game for us to win because the Browns are going to put up points on our defense. But Joe Flacco has been turning the ball over. If we capitalize on a couple turnovers and the offense keeps our foot on the gas, I think that this is a winnable game for sure. Winnable, absolutely. Um, I'm going to rewind a little bit because you didn't even talk about the Colts game that got you there. Um, classic. you just classic. skipping over, just taking it for granted. Um, the Colts game gives me a little bit of pause. I, Because you guys won that game uh, by the hair of your chin. Very <sighs> close. There was a drop right at the end of the game. Bad throw, bad, bad throw, and a drop mixed together. Who, whose fault was it? Probably Gardner's. Whatever. Um, that was a good play call. Would have gotten the fourth really down, and it call. would have been very interesting. They, they, they could have won that game if they had made that play. Who probably knows? would have. They, I, I tend to think they probably would have too. But miss it, they lose. It worries me a little bit that it took a freaking historic Nico Collins game. All this stuff to win by the hair of your teeth against the Colts. That's the how Colts we've won all season. Game. No, I know. I know. Um, you said that CJ's going to have to put up a master class to win this game, and that's, that probably doesn't need to happen. Although I really do think it, uh, that this entire the fate of this game rests on the hands of Joe Flacco. For sure. If, if Flacco plays well, I think the Browns win this game. Yeah. If he finally comes down to earth, I think they lose this game. Yeah. Um, I really think he is like the, the biggest swing of this entire game. Um, yeah. This is a good time to butt in and just say that when we lost and the Texans made it into the AFC South, I uh, I proclaimed that I now hate the Texans. Yeah. Well, that, hatred, that had been budding for The a hatred while. was born. I'd been rooting against them for a while, but yeah. now I came and said, okay, I officially hate the Texans. So much and then so, what do you follow that up with? So much so that I'm rooting for the Browns. Um, I guess I could read off the message I sent you, the, the actual message I sent you. Um, something to the effect that I sent him a photo of a witch brewing, you know, like stirring her cauldron and, and uh, said that it was me concocting a thousand-year curse on Oscar and his Texans as if either of them had anything at all to do with my sorry-ass team throwing away their season like the petty little bitch that I am. <laughs> I stand by that. Yeah. You, you accused should. me of rooting for the Browns. Yeah. I do what I must. Yeah. I do what I must. 
because others are too weak. Okay. Um, I, the petty side of me, the hatred in me, is rooting against the Texans this week. Uh huh. Um, we'll see how who I actually root for on the day of because I never really know going into these games. Fair. Um, but. Frankly, this is probably butting into a win-win for me. The Texans don't be like, all right, that's cool. Fuck the Browns, all that stuff. If the Browns win, at least I'll be. At least I know that the AFC South that you guys lost, and that Joe Flacco, the the legend grows. The legend. And then Deshaun Watson is on the sideline, just going. Fuck, 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 fuck. The funniest outcome, and I say this. As someone who has everything against the Browns right now, yep. the funniest outcome of this season is the Browns winning the Super Bowl and then having to give the job back to Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the Texans. Yeah. The actual on-field product. I agree with you that this is absolutely a winnable game. Um, I, uh, You said it's probably the closest matchup of the weekend. I probably agree with you. I'm really... I'm really down on the Lions, though. I like. I think that one's pretty much even as well. That's fair. Um, but yeah. th- I agree that this is a fairly even matchup. Both, both um, those are the four or five matchups. Right? The the other thing that could decide this game is there have been some numbers on CJ that when you pressure him, bad things start to happen. Yes. Um, the offensive line has pay, played above its pay grade for a lot of season. We've talked about it plenty, um, and they they've been fairly respectable. Um, which has been great for CJ when in the games where pressure has been all over the place. He's played a lot worse, which fair, most quarterbacks. Most quarterbacks. We just talked about we just mentioned the Lions. He Part also, of the reason I think they might lose is because Aaron Donald might just terrorize Jared yes. Goff all day. Um, he also made two of the best throws all season in the face of he pressure. He did. He did last game. Some incredible stuff um, in the face of pressure. Once again, had to make those plays for us to win the game yeah. against a worse Colts team. A good Colts team, but a Gardner Minshew-led yeah. Colts team. Um, so I would probably take the Browns to win. If I, had, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably put money on the Browns. They're their favorites. I mean, it's not news. But like you said, this is how they've won. I mean, they've won tight games all season long. How many one-score games have they been in? Ten, you know? Um, and they found ways to win over and over and over again. I don't see why they couldn't do it here. So this is the one. I mean, we keep finding our way to win. We just keep doing it. Yeah. But this is the one, like, knock on a defensive head coach is they tend to be more conservative. And when you're more conservative you end up in these situations a lot more Absolutely. than if the Texans... There are several games where if we had just gone for it on 4th and 2 from the 45-yard line, we'd be fine. Yeah. This and Colts game... To be, and something that's helped a little bit is the defense has started to play better as the year has Played a lot on. better. And so that helps a little bit. In, in the beginning of the season, not going for it, kicking off while your defense was playing really bad, it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. But... It's gotten it's come back a little bit, so hasn't been yeah. as bad, but both Will Anderson and Jonathan Grenard are limited, but both are gonna play. And I think having both on the field is gonna do wonders mm-hmm. because Grenard hasn't even played the last three weeks. Anderson has played, but has been severely limited. I think he played like twenty snaps against the Colts. Yeah. 
if both those guys are on the field like 30-ish snaps, I feel way better about our chances because the Browns are down to their third set of tackles. And they've continued playing well, and Joe Flacco is has been playing well in the face of pressure, oh, yeah. which is insane. It's, yeah, um, I was going to say there's a lot riding on your on your uh, secondary in this game because yes. Joe Flacco, he's the best way someone's described it since he came back is he just has no reservation anymore. Zero. He just freaking flings it. Yeah, he trusts his guys. He's just gonna, hey, Amari Cooper, there you go, beat the guy. And so a lot of pressures on these defensive backs yeah. to all right, it's coming. Yeah. He's not going to be afraid if you're right on Amari Cooper. He's going to throw that ball, and you got to win that. Yeah. And unfortunately, for def- it, this is the way it works for defense in general, is if you lose that one or two times in the game, those long bombs, then people are going to look at you and be like, man, you really suck tonight. This is also so. the ref crew that called the Jags-Texans oh, game is it really? in 12. That's funny. <laughs> so One of the worst officiating games we've seen. If they continue to call like they did in Week 12, the Browns are going to get like three or four defensive pass interferences that probably shouldn't be called but are mm-hmm. Joe Flacco just winging it down there yep. and the the wide receiver running into the corner and getting Still interfere, dude. Yeah. Um, I believe Stingley was playing the last time we played them, but I think he was limited. We did not have Steven Nelson the last time we played them. Uh, we were actually down, like, our third and fourth string corners. So Amari Cooper had, like, 280 yards or something. Like, something insane. Um, I think that that probably continues. Like, like we've been talking about. Joe Flacco is just winging it. And Amari Cooper's really good. He's done enough games in a row where I have to assume it's going to happen again. I think that we've got a better shot because we'll have both Will and... John and Sting and Steven Nelson. Sure. That quadrant of players. I hope Stingley plays well. Sam's going to... you got to get some texts after the game. Sam's going to text me. Uh, (laughs) Derek Stingley did win Defensive Player of the Month. Was that the award? That was. Not what I saw. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Um... (laughs) So I'm I'm proud of him for that one. Pretty cool. Hopefully he He's continues really that well. play. Um, because, like I said, Joe Flacco is turnover prone. Is he defensive player of the year? We... <laughs> He's turnover prone. Oh, absolutely. If Greenard and Anderson get home, there will be opportunities for Nelson and Singh to pick off the ball. If we get a couple of those... And the offense is able to capitalize. I feel pretty good about the Texans in this I game. I think it's all but certain that Flacco throws two picks. Okay. Game. Fair. I think, I think he has. I think he's, he's averaged throwing, two picks. He's thrown two picks in every game, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, but yeah. I do... I think people that, are scoring points. Like you said, the Browns are favored. Not really news to pick them. But I think that if I was forced to pick a team in this game, it's the Cleveland Browns. Oh, pick the Texans. I'm going. I'm going to have a blast no matter what. It's a playoff game. We are, like I keep saying, we're playing with house money. Yeah. With lo- I mean, nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. Yeah. The Texans are set up phenomenally. They've been there forward. Before. However. Look at the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, however, nothing is guaranteed. 
if we can win this game, keep moving forward. Not saying that we are going to win the Super Bowl, but if we can win this game, anything can happen. Oscar so. just said it. Texans Super Bowl this year. Super Bowl. Su- if question for you, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, is it a disappointment? Yeah, probably. Yeah, everyone's got to get fired. Get CJ out of there. Yeah. What are you a loser? Trade him for losing Mike games. Jones. Embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing yourself. Well, so we'll have plenty of time this off season to talk. Sure will about both of our teams and how everything's going to go wrong eventually. Always Ooh, does. It always does. Yeah. Look! Look! Look at us last year. To us now, we find a way. We find a way. <laughs> next season, after we've had an off season of the Texans doing what the Jags did and just doing nothing all off season, and then them being much worse the, the following season. We can't do that because we have a ton of cap space. So we will do something. Yeah, you'll resign all your players. You'll get a cut. You'll toot around. That's what we Th- this is what the Jags were two years ago, and that's when you signed. Christian Kirk and yep. all those linebackers yep. and so we'll see what the Texans do. I think we're. I mean, we'll get to this. I think that we're looking at a pretty sizable overhaul on defense because we did not re-sign yep. uh, Stephen Nelson, and a lot of our other contributors are older. So outside of Will Anderson, Christian Harris, and Derek Stingley, like we're going to see a lot of turnover, which I'm fine with. Which I'm also fine with. Hope Jonathan Grenard stays, but... Would hope so, too. Frankly, the rest of them are okay. It's fine. Yeah. Even Steven Nelson, it's an acceptable oh, yeah. loss, for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll have content through the rest of the playoffs. Oh, for sure. We'll ramp up, talk draft. At some point, we'll update you guys on our team draft for this season. Oh, my God. At some point. We'll, we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll come back. I, I told Sam this. Uh, it's going to be a... a probably 45 minute exercise for me to to score that because it has not been updated since like week three um but it'll happen we'll get there by the end of the playoffs guarantee okay i don't know why i'm guaranteeing it because you're the one that does it (laughs) but that gives you like five weeks i guarantee that i kicked your ass this year simply not a chance all right Simply well, not a chance. Uh, thanks to these Kroger Lemon Lime Seltzer Waters for getting us through this thank episode. You. And thank you to the candle, the Target Candle Blushing Amber. Yeah. For kept scenting it, us. Captain nice and sensual nice in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to CJ Stroud for being um, my lord and savior. Thanks to Mike Vrabel for just being a hero. Thanks to the Jaguars for another Jaguars season. Really, a lot of fun, guys. Glad you came out. Just, Good effort. Just jagging it up. Just having fun at home. At least you got this nice jagged up here. <sighs> so good. Thanks to uh, Joe Flacco for what he's going to do this weekend. No thanks to no thanks to Joe. Um, I think that'll do it, though. Thanks After, to... Uh, genuinely, once he beats the Texans, he can lose and go home and sleep his sleep his days away again. Slumber. After he's done his work. He can he can do that right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'll um, be sleeping during the game. <laughs> thanks to Jackson and Wyatt for sticking around this whole episode. Yeah, long fun. Um, and thanks to Sam for being a great co-host. Thank you, Oscar. And last but not least... 
as always, thanks to listeners for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.